listening to the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast. What is going on, everyone? It's Billy here with Strictly Sales Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast, and I'm here with the Portage Lakes champion, Aaron Stahlbaum. How's it going, Aaron? All right, how about you? Going pretty good, man. Um, I just want to get this out of the way right away because OMG, 95 and three-quarter in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, did it sink in yet? It really hasn't sank in. I can't remember the last time I put up that big of a bag in one day. Yeah, man, and it wasn't... um, it wasn't like, because some of the tournaments in Ohio, you know, we'll have one angler or two anglers will will find, you know, schooling fish or the feeding fish or whatever, and then they'll put up a big bag and everyone else just got dusted. And that's not what happened at the Portage Lakes. So um, this was on Saturday, June 25th, 2022. And yeah, that's not what happened. There were five anglers that had over 90 inches and, you know, a, a lot of anglers had over 80 inches, but, um, yeah, man, it was it, like everyone was catching and, and you, you caught more than everyone else. Yeah. I, yeah. I was happy with the, the 90 inches that I had and I would have been happy with one more upgrade. I didn't think I was going to put up a big of a fish to jump to first place, but it happened like that. So, yeah. And, you know, and we'll get into that because I mean, the big part of that, the, the, I guess the lesson learned or whatever is, you know, don't give up, never give up. Ike and Ellie, right? Yeah. Never give up. Yeah. And you didn't, but, um, did you going into the event at Portage Lakes? Did you always know that you were going to fish Nemesilla? No, I didn't. In fact, I talked to uh, a few of my buddies like Clyde Ickes and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to fish Turkey foot, try to fish a different lake. Cause I fished Nemesilla in the past. And then, uh, I told him, I was like, I'm just going to go fish Nemesilla kind of had like a feeling about it. Like when you look at Nemesilla, I know there's, there's a lot of grass. Um, the grass obviously makes the lake really clear, crystal clear. Yeah. Like how does that set up for your preference on, on style of presentation? Well, I like to fish offshore. So I was thinking I'm going to be able to, I knew there was deep grass. Like I've seen grass in 20 foot of water on Nemesilla. So I was thinking I'll be able to go fish deep grass clear water uh, offshore like i like yeah. to fish how many rods did you bring with you i brought nine rods okay and the only reason i ask that is because i always wonder if someone is like super committed to like one approach you know if you were if you were like listen billy i brought two rods i'm like all right well he went out there and did what he thought he was going to do so nine rods what what were the why nine rods uh i just didn't know what I was going into, didn't pre-fish at all. So I was trying to have a little bit of everything. And I ended, I think I only caught fish on three rods. And then at the end, my winning bag all came off on one rod. I never changed anything Yeah. once I started figuring it out. And I think um, we're not alone. Like I think a lot, a lot of anglers do that, right? Take out, no matter yeah. if you take five or eight or nine, you end up using two or three rods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you had them. You gotta just be ready case. if things change. Yeah. Um, w- one of the things I want to talk about, um, Nimasilla. It's um, for anyone that hasn't been there up in the Akron area, Portage Lakes. Um, it's a really 
pretty lake. Like it's a pretty area. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. When you launch, if you think about vacation and just a relaxing morning, watching the, the sun come up and all that, forget about all the stress of like tournament and am I doing this or am I doing that? But if you can just take a moment to sit back, um, you know, it was going to be like 90 degrees on Saturday, but in the morning yeah. it was, it was in the low sixties, but, um, it's a really pretty area. Do you, have you fished? I know you said you fished Nimacilla before, but are you familiar with the area in general? Uh, just for, from going to BKFT events, I fished Mogador, uh, I fished Long Lake and it's a hard toss up between Mogador and, uh, Nimacilla on which one's prettier. But I do remember that morning being on the water, like there was some fog coming through. And I remember uh, looking at the moon and you could see like every, the sky was really clear going out. And it, I just remember that being, it was just a nice morning. Nice yeah. and peaceful. Yeah, definitely, man. And then um, it was, it was also like a planet there. I, I remembered uh, my son I was with me. Right next to the moon? Yeah. What was that? Was it yeah. Jupiter? I don't know. I was assuming. I don't know, but I remember seeing it. Yeah. We'll have to look it up. You know what? Anyone listening, uh, if you guys want to, you know, mention in the comments, I know BKFT will put this on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, put in the comments, like, what was that extra planet that we saw? We all saw it, you know, because it was, it was lines in at 530. So we had from 5 to 530 to kind of get to our spot. So, you know, we did some stargazing and we could see the fog and all that yeah. stuff. How long did it take you to get to your spot in the morning? I think it took like 10 minutes. Okay. But you have, uh, and then I pretty much yeah. sat there and enjoyed, you know, the 20 minutes before lines. And, you know, it always feels like way longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. You have uh, the motor guide, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So took you 10 minutes. Took me. Yeah. Took me 30 minutes to get to my spot. Let's just kind of jump in. I do want to talk to you a little bit about later how you, how you got into kayak fishing and what you're fishing out of and all that. But cause you've, you've done really well in at BKFT in a lot of tournaments. Um, you're obviously a good stick. You know what you're doing. You've cashed checks before. Um, you have trophies and all that, but, um, yeah. so I want to get into some of that, but with, with this tournament, I want to start at five thirty. I never know. Like, do some people, they don't get on the fish until later. They get on the fish right away. They get the kicker fish in the morning, and then there's a little bit of a, of a lull. So 5.30 in the morning, you start out, just kind of, if you were going to type it up on Facebook and explain everything, um, and you did a little bit already, but just kind of walk us through that, starting at 5.30. Uh, 5.30, so first cast. I always make first cast with a moving bait. So I threw a jackhammer out. And I worked that for a long time, but the grass is deep there. It's not like you're fishing grass that's two foot under the water. The grass is all five, six feet under the water. So then I think I end up using, uh, I tried a frog around some shallow, uh, like lily pad and stuff that was thrown on top of the water. I think I got my first fish at six o'clock. And I think it was on a worm, Texas rigged worm. All right, let me back up. So frog in the morning, what kind of frog were you throwing? I think I was throwing a, a booyah pad crasher. Okay. And I did actually have a fish miss the frog. I remember that. It, and then you still moved away from it, though. Yeah. I tried casting back in after it with a follow-up bait. Uh, never hooked up. And then 
I put down the frog probably 10 minutes later because I just wasn't, and it seemed like it was the, the deal. Okay. And then you went on, so then you went with the worm and then, um, how'd you have that rig? You said Texas rigged. Yeah. So the first fish was on Texas rig. I had, that was probably in 12 foot of water. Um, just dragging around one of the islands that are out in Nemesilla. Um, end up switching back to a, a jackhammer caught one on that. And these are all like 13, 14 inch fish. And I think, I think I switched back to the worm, caught two more fish on it. So I'm up to four now, right before seven o'clock. And then right after that, I kept using the worm because that was, seemed like what was working. And I didn't catch another fish until eight o'clock for the, to get my limit of five. All right. But you still had a limit by eight o'clock. That's pretty good. You yeah, feel, which that was, that was my good? first goal was get the five fish and then I'll go, go upgrade. Do you know like how many inches you had at eight o'clock? I had 70 some inches. My biggest was 16 and three quarter and my smallest was uh, 13. Yeah. All right. So, so at eight o'clock in the morning, you had like a, I don't know, I can look, but like a top 50, no top 20, top 20 finish by 8 a.m. Top 25. I think at at that time I was maybe, maybe in fourth place with that at eight o'clock with those five fish. Okay. And that's always interesting too. So do you look at the standings? You're uploading your fish. Are you looking because you uploaded or do you, do you look anyway? Uh, the only time I look is if I'm posting five, I usually don't post my fish until I have five. Um, and then after that, I look, you know, every time I upgrade, unless it's like a morning bite thing, like sometimes happens on East Harbor. Sometimes I'll just keep fishing, right? Just taking photos throwing the fish back, trying to maximize the time I have for that bite window. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. So anyone fishing East Harbor, they, they bite until they don't. So keep, yeah. 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 How do you keep them straight? I know there's, we we use tourney X with BKFT and then there's also the fishing chaos, but for anyone that like wants to continue fishing during the bite window, how do you, how do you organize your, your fish like in your phone? Um, I usually take two or three photos of every fish. Um, sometimes I'll rep- reposition the fish and try to get another quarter inch out of it. And when I'm going through and uploading, sometimes I'll put in my notes, uh, like my best five length. And I'll look at timestamps because I, I have so many photos at the end of the day. I take, you know, catch 20 fish, take a photo of every, uh, three photos of every fish. So I look at timestamps from when I took the photos to be able to tell between fish. Yeah. And then you said in your notes, what do you mean in your notes? Like you keep an, like a note file on your phone. Yeah. I'll go on my phone and my notes app. And sometimes I don't do it all the time, but I'll type, you know, what fish I had, like what length. Oh yeah. That's keeping track of the best five. Yeah. Did you, did you come up with that on your own or did you hear somebody else say they do that as well? I think. I know some people write it down for like monthly tournaments, but I think I just started doing it on my phone. I don't think I picked it up from anybody. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Okay, man. So it's it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You have five fish, seventy whatever inches. You're feeling pretty good. Like, are, do you immediately switch to all right? Now I need big fish. Um, like yeah, I was thinking about that, but I wasn't uh, sure the steps I could take. Like how to change up how I was fishing just to get the bigger bites. Got so immediately it. I just decided I'm just going to change areas 
um, I ended up coming across Kevin Sams passing each other. And he tells me he has five and he has like five good ones. So I'm like, and he's like the bite shut off. So I went the way he came, seeing if I can do cleanup. I didn't know exactly where he came from, but I went the direction he was coming from. And uh, I ended up not catching any fish back in that area. I saw one that was probably 18 or 19 uh, run away from me real shallow and end up going back to the area. I started catching all my fishing first thing in the morning after that. Okay. So you, you go over there. Um, I know we already talked about, you have the motor guide. So are you standing up in your kayak when you see the fish? Uh, I was. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm just thinking at like when I roll up on the spots, I'm looking for fish and you know, I saw a lot of bluegill or, you know, eight, yeah. eight, nine inch bass, but I didn't see any big ones. So, you know, we've, we've all heard, like, if you can see the bass, they can see you. So that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Like, it just kind of took off. And he definitely saw me first before I saw him, so. Okay. And then but you. I kept that area in yeah. the back of my mind. Like, if I need to, I'll go back here later and make a long cast of this fish where yeah. I saw the fish at before. Okay, got it. But at that moment, you turned around, you kind of went back to where you started. Yes. Yeah. And then you, you said you were throwing the worm. So, um, like, what worm were you throwing? What color? I was throwing the Turbo. It's a Z-Man Turbo Fatty Z and uh, California Crawl. Okay. So, the California Crawl. So, that has, like, a little bit of red in it? It's got some red flake. I think it's, like, mostly black on top, and then it's, like, a got a brownish bottom with a lot of flake in it. Okay. All right. And then... And I picked that color because that was the only color I had in that worm. And I just picked up one package of those worms, first time ever trying them, uh, in the week before the tournament. And that's just what I decided to put on for a worm that morning. Wow. And we're recording this on Monday after, so the tournament was on Saturday. Today's Monday, the, the 27th. Um, did, you go, did you go online and order any more of them? Uh, I have some in my tech warehouse cart, yeah. <laughs> All right. You didn't check out yet, though. No. All right. I'm going to go. Because I might be adding some more stuff. But they're on sale right now at Tackle Warehouse. So. Oh, there you go. Wait, are you sponsored yeah. by Tackle Warehouse? What happened right there? No. Oh, okay. No. Maybe you should be. We should tell them. You, 95 and three-quarter in Ohio. Non-Lake non Erie event. Non-online honey hole event. A legit tour series. Have you looked at the uh, – because I, I haven't done this – but if you look back over all the events to see, like, what are some of the top bags uh, for BKFT from, over the years? From this year? No, just over like, the years? Yeah, over the years. Uh, I haven't. I know that that's the biggest bag this year, though, right? Yeah. I know from the past Portage Lakes event and the years I've been fishing, I think that's the biggest bag from Portage Lakes. Yeah, I know um, uh, Daryl Cornelius last year, he was out at, um, he was between uh, Mogador and Wingfoot, and he went to Wingfoot and he killed it. And then we had yeah. some at Mogador, and then obviously Nimbusilla has won before. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl had, had a big bag, um, but, you know, nothing like this. So, all right, man, so you're, you're still – you're doing pretty good. You turned around from the spot where you saw, you know, where you, you know, ran into Kevin. You go back to your, your original spot. And then what, what were, like – was it, like, 11 – 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock? So this was uh, probably 
9 30 10 o'clock and i'm still running around the lake trying to figure something out i haven't caught any more fish since eight o'clock and uh i end up going to this little hump that i see on my navionics and i was uh throwing a chatterbait i missed the fish so i turned around cast back um hook up on a fish it jumps really high out of the water it's like a 18 or 19 inch fish and it comes off so I continue to fish that whole area with a chatterbait and then I switch to a worm. Don't get any bites, don't catch anything. Um, so I continue on fishing. I see at least two other kayakers go over this, that spot that I hooked those two fish. And uh, I eventually came back to that spot, spot lock, started throwing the worm again. And I picked up two 17s like back to back. And this was at like 10.48. I think I caught one at 10.48, and I caught one right before 11. All right. So I was way off on my timing. But, okay, so it's just before 11 o'clock. You just caught two 17-inch fish. Now now you're in business. Now you're starting to think, yeah. wait a minute, I I could probably win this thing, right? Yeah. Well, I texted a few of my buddies, like Wayne uh, Shank, and he's like, you just need two good fish. I'm like, well, I got two good fish. I'm still... I think at that time I was probably maybe in fourth or fifth place. Yeah. But I'm sitting there like I caught two fish back to back. I just need to stay here because these are the two biggest fish I've caught all so far all day. And they were, I mean, I caught them back to back and I lost two more. So I, uh, I kept fishing that area. I think I moved maybe 10 yards back and I caught a 20. Well, okay. What time was that? So we're, we're just before 11. So uh, I'd have to look back. I want to say that was uh, 1130. Okay. So you get, you still gave it some time in that area. You're another 45 minutes and you get a 20. Um, but still, I mean, that's almost a winning bag for most tournaments at like 1130 AM. What, what kind of, um, I know you said you had the fish finder and you know, we all have like Navionics or we have a chip or whatever. What kind of fish finder are you running? I'm running a Lawrence HDS live nine without live. Okay. And then did you, have you upgraded it to, or is it like the stock? Uh, I'm so dumb when it comes to the maps. I have a hummingbird. Uh, oh, I have, yeah. I have a chip in. Yeah. Oh, I you have a chip. chip. Okay. So, so you, you have the, and I think you mentioned it in Navionics. So you have the Navionics map on your. Yeah. Um, I think I have Navionics unit. plus for our region. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring it up, I wonder and I don't know who the, it wasn't me and my son, Austin, that went by you fishing because we did we just went by and waved. But I wonder that the anglers that went by over that hump or whatever, you have to wonder, like, if they even saw that, that structure, you know? I don't know if it was, because the structure looked very similar to, you know, other spots with similar depth around the lake that had grass. Mm -hmm. But until you started fishing it, it was really hard to tell like that the grass was different because it was different in that area. The, the grass was different in the whole area or like on the, on the hump. On the hump. Okay. Wow. I mean, it, you know, we're sitting here talking about it now, whatever. Somebody can go out there two weeks from now and it's completely different, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, in that moment you, you found it and you, um, so you, you caught the two seventeens and then you backed off a little bit and you caught the 20. Why do you think the 20 was, was in the area that it was in? Uh, it was a little bit deeper and it was closer to the edge of the, 
like the drop off of the the hump. Like in your opinion, you think 17, 17 inch bass and twenty inch bass, like they're they'll still hang out together, right? Or no? Yeah, the area was big enough that I think that I thought at that time that there was more fish there to be caught. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then just because I I honestly don't know when with the spot lock, does it really like hold you in like a really tight spot? Like how often does your motor like kick on to kind of adjust? Well, we didn't have very much wind. So uh, it was, I was pretty much dead. Whenever I locked it, it would keep me in that spot. It's not turning on and, you know, pulling me forward two or three feet. It's moving me like maybe a foot back. Like if I start drifting back, it's moving me like a foot forward. Maybe not even that, maybe even less. Okay. Yeah, because if you don't have spot lock or if you're not experienced on the on the spot that you're on, either with your Navionics or your, you know, your your fish finder that you have, somewhere you've been, you have waypoints dropped. If it's a new spot, it's really hard to stay anywhere close to like a spot that you find. So um, Yeah. Yeah, that spot lock sounds like sounds pretty good. Um, Definitely couldn't have done what I did without it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just, I'm running through it in my head like, man, like everything, you know, they, look, it's not like a, some of it's luck with catching fish, but luck is all the work that you put in. So you, you yeah. put in all the work. You, you didn't, you didn't accidentally show up with a spot lock and with nine rods and with the ability to do everything you did. Um, and it's still, it's funny. It's just after 11 o'clock and you have a pretty much a winning bag. And then what were you thinking from there? You were, did you want to stay in the same area? Did you want to go somewhere else to find more fit? Well, you said that there was a spot that you kind of made a mental note where that one that you lost that you want to do the long cast. Did you ever go back to that? Uh, that's actually, well, when I came back to that area, I tried spot locking. That's where I caught the two 17s was from that area. I lost fish. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But then after I caught the 20, then it was like, okay, I need to stay here. Um, I'm not going anywhere else the rest of the day. Did you stop and eat? Did you eat lunch? Did you get some water? I didn't have, I didn't have food. Uh, I made sure I was drinking water though. I was forcing myself to drink water, even though like none of that was on my mind. Like I wasn't hungry, uh, but I made sure cause it was hot out and we didn't really have wind. I made sure that I kept drinking water throughout the day. All right. Well, so at this point in your day, um, you're still probably in third, maybe tied for second place. It's maybe noon. You're drinking water, but you didn't eat anything. We've got three hours to go in the tournament. Um, before we move forward with that, I want to take a step back and just find out a little bit more about Aaron Stahlbaum. And um, how'd you get into kayak fishing? Well, I was always uh, into fishing, and then that progressed into, like, bass fishing. We had, me and my dad used to have a bass boat, and we'd go out, and I always, like, watch fishing tournaments on TV and stuff, and that was something that I wanted to do. So I got to do a few, uh, my first tournament was a high school bass fishing tournament. Um, I did a couple of those, never did well. I fished some, uh, local derbies up by me on Lake Erie. And then I think four or five years ago, I got my first 
fishing kayak. It was right after I graduated high school. Um, I didn't even know about kayak fishing tournaments when I bought it. I went to a uh, fishing expo during the winter and somebody handed me something for uh, cats Midwest and I had tournaments on it. And then I started looking up, oh, we have all these different tournament trails. There's some in Ohio. So that, uh, after that winter, I started doing these kayak fishing tournaments. What was that first kayak that you had? I had a Jackson Cuda HD. Nice. Paddle. Do, uh, do you still have it? No, I don't. Sold it so I could get my, my Hobie. Okay. What, you're in a um, PA 14? Yeah. Is it 360? After the first year using that Jackson. Yeah. No, it's not a 360. But after the first year using the Jackson, I was like, I tried out a Hobie and then I was like, all right, I got to go buy a Hobie from Brian down Strictly Sale. I'm glad you brought that up because we mentioned Strictly Sale at the beginning. But if you guys haven't been down to Strictly Sale, this is a commercial now. Um, Brian's yeah. a good guy. Have you ever had anything go horribly wrong with your Hobie and you reached out to Brian, you know, probably in the middle of the night or very early in the morning, and he hooked you up? Brian has hooked me up uh, multiple times. There was one time I came back from a national championship. I had uh, some sort of steering issue with my kayak. And I was coming back so late. I was supposed to stop and see him at the shop. But I came back so late that uh, he was like, just stop by my house. I know he probably doesn't do that for everybody. Maybe he does. I remember stopping by his house at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. He hooked me up. And then since then, I've, uh, I'm pretty hard on my Mirage Drive when I, when I used it. So I've broke my Mirage Drive four times, and Brian's always took care of me. I ordered the wrong parts one time. He messaged me. He's like, did you mean to order these? I was like, no, I meant to order the other ones. He's like, I already have the other ones, like, ready to ship, because I figured you didn't want to order the wrong ones, and then shipped it to me. So Brian's definitely taking care of me, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was headed to a tournament. I was on my way to Texas. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, – I was headed to Texas from Columbus, so I'm going through Cincinnati, and my handle flew off my kayak. And I was with uh, yeah. Ryan Parker. Parker was driving, and he was like, hey, man, your handle's gone. I thought he was joking because that's what I would do to someone if I was driving. And yeah. he was like, no, really, it's gone. So I messaged Brian. I was like, it was like like 6.30 a.m. on a uh Saturday was it no it couldn't have been Saturday because we were headed no it was during the week but anyway um he was like I'm awake only because I'm smoking some meat like he he had got up to check the smoker <laughs> maybe a timer yeah. timer went off or something and he was like meet me at the shop and um he had a bag he had like a little care package a little bag with um if anything else breaks it's going to be this or this or this and that yeah, was pretty cool so yeah man strictly sale they take care of you guys and with uh, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail, we have at every weigh-in, we do uh, uh, gift cards. Um, we have $100 at every every weigh-in. I incorrectly called it 200 over the weekend, and I got home, and I was like, oh, really? oh it was it's four $25 gift cards, which is still good. Like, if you, you know, a lot of places will give you 10%, 15% off. If you're buying a part for your kayak or you need an accessory, $25 is a really good discount. I mean, it can be, yeah. you know, more than 50% in some cases. So um, that's really cool. There are title sponsors. So 
they give away um, $100 in gift cards at every single event. So that's really cool. But um, so you're in, you're in the, the PA 14, uh, the Mirage Drive 180 now with, with the, uh, with the motor guide. That's a, that's a pretty good setup, man. It's, it's heavy and um, it's, it's not the easiest boat that, cause I have a PA, it's not the easiest boat to move around. And then you have the motor, the bow mount, but the thing is, once you get it in the water, I mean, once you get a yacht in the water, once you get a cruise ship in the water, it's still going to float. So once you get yeah. in your, your money, right? Yeah, no, I, I think we're spoiled by having these boats now. Cause now it's like, I don't even want to try another boat. I mean, the only thing they're not really great for is shallow rivers. Right. I think that's the only thing that I, I, or like a really long drag, I guess, but I've done that in this still. Yeah. I've done it too. And I just, I'm like, well, it's whatever I'm working out. I'm like I'm doing a workout. I'm getting, I, I, getting it's exercise. not that bad first thing in the morning, but then it's like uh, 90 degrees in July and you're trying to do it at the end of the day after fishing all day. And then you're like, Oh, this is not fun. Let me ask you this. Are you fishing the um, Susquehanna? No, I won't be fishing that. Yeah. Um, I, that's, on, that's on my bucket list. Yeah. Not this year, though. Uh, my bucket list is to um, win a trophy. <laughs> so, You'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> I don't want to make it about me. But um, the reason I ask about the Susquehanna is because I was kind of considering, like, between I have a compass, and I'm like, I want to take the compass down there because it's, you know, a river. But then the maneuverability of the 360 drive, like when you know how to use it, it's pretty good. I think people get along well with the uh, pro anglers and the susky. Yeah, I might. So it just depends on where you're going to fish, you know? Yeah. Let's jump back into this story that we had. Um Wait, do you... Do you have yeah, a, it's about to get good now. I know. I can't wait. This is my favorite part of the story. Um, but, so you sold that kayak, and then you have the PA. Do you have any other kayaks? No, I'm planning on getting... Because I need a river kayak to go do these river events that we do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Skip into this part. So, I'll let you... Let's pick it up. It's around 12 o'clock, and you're maybe in third, maybe tied for second. And it's hot. It's It's upper eighties, maybe 90 degrees. And, um, yeah, yeah, man, take, take it from there. It's so I remember, I don't remember what time my next fish was after the 20. I think there was some time in between, but I ended up catching a, I believe my next fish was an 18. So I think I called a 15 inch fish with that 18. So we're talking about a three inch upgrade, put me back up there, catch another, uh, 18 and a half. So I think I had a 20, 18 and a half, 18, a 17 and a half or a 17 and three quarter. And then a 17 and a quarter. I remember telling Robert Weicker, I was like, now, nah, now the smallest fish I have to call is a 17 and a quarter. And he was laughing about it. He's like, all right, good luck with that. Like what a problem to have. And, uh, I told him, I was like, I'm not done yet. Like I'm going to keep going. And this is getting close to one o'clock. So I think my next fish came at, uh, one I caught a, quarter and jump grade I caught a 17 and a half and that tied me I know that tied me for uh second place at that point but I was in third because I had a smaller big fish I didn't catch another fish until uh to the last five minutes of the tournament oh my gosh so okay so you're in second place 
you've upgraded all these other fish, uh, kicked out your 15s. You know, Wiker says, good luck. You do a little bit more of an upgrade. And then from like maybe 1.30 and then it's 2 o'clock, 2.30, 2. And I know that we're all watching. I mean, I'm doing it and I'm, you know, I don't, I have like a couple of fish on the board and I'm looking like it's two 2.35. I look, you know, I look at 2.37. 239, 241, 242. It's kind of like that thing that happens at the beginning of the tournament where the time goes really slow, even though we're running yeah. out of time. That last, you know, 20, 20 minutes or so, 20, 15 minutes, it goes slow, doesn't it? It does. I actually, in like the last hour, I hooked fish and have them on for a second that they felt like good, strong fish. Because most of the fish I caught were really, really strong. Like, they all felt like giants. Um, hooked fish that came off. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, this is I, just one of these fish. I get one of these fish in and get an upgrade into second place. Because at that point, Reese had 95, and I didn't, I didn't think I was going to catch 95. I was at 91 and three-quarter, I think, at that point. So you're, you're leading up to the, to the big catch. But this is a good time to kind of stop and, and say, wow, Reese, Reese had a really good tournament. Yeah. I yeah. didn't, well, because he had 93 inches and I was thinking maybe, maybe I can catch 93. And then when he put up 95, I was like, I don't think I'm catching 95. I was like, that's a, that's a really big bag. Like he put up some great numbers. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good, man. Reese is, Reese is really good. Yeah. Um, so you're you're coming up to the um to the end of the tournament and then what are you have you all of these fish that you caught like after eleven were what was it all on the on the worm on the Texas worm that you were throwing? Yeah. They were all on the worm, Texas rig worm, still doing that. Um all in the same spot still. I've just moved back and forth a little bit. I think I maybe only went twenty five yards the whole day after I started catching them at ten forty eight which is kind of agonizing to stay in that small of an area, especially for me. I like to run around all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that earlier. You said you were running around the lake, maybe, maybe you're like 10 o'clock, 1030 or whatever. Like how far do you actually go? Like miles or? Uh, no. Cause I stayed up on the South end of the lake. I've, I haven't even seen the rest of Nemesilla. Every time I fish it, I always stay on the same end of the lake. I haven't even fished half the lake. Wow. And you fished it how many times? That, this is my second time. This will be my, this tournament was my second time fishing it. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable, confident saying like there's big fish all over the lake. What is it like 10 minutes left or five minutes left? Well, I remember looking and I had 12 minutes left and then I was like, all right, I'm going to move farther than I've moved all day. Like try to make a live stitch effort. Cause I knew if I hooked a good fish, it was going to take a minute to, you know, get him on the board, get a good photo. I knew we had till what, three thirty to submit fish. Yeah. But lines, I was at three, but I remember thinking like, I'm hot, I'm tired. Um, like, I haven't caught fish in a while. I lost fish. Like, almost wanted to give up, but I was like, I can't give up. 
So I made that final move. I actually moved out into deeper water. I think I was in 15 or 16 foot of water, but I was casting up into uh, 13, 14 foot of water. And I think I only made two casts, got a bite, set the hook, jumped out of the water, still pretty far out. And I didn't think it was as big as it was till I got it in the net. Oh. And then I was like, that's a big fish. Didn't know it was over 21. <laughs> so I put it on the board. I'm like 21 and a half. And uh, I uploaded it. And I when I saw 21 and a half, I still didn't think it was enough to beat Reese. I didn't know it was that big of an upgrade. Yeah. And then I looked at the standings. Um, saw that I passed him by three quarters of an inch. And uh, I don't know. It was just, that's a special feeling. Yeah. It's there's a lot of work that goes into it. And it's not just about yeah. that 21 and a half inch fish. It's not just about that 95 and three quarter inch bag that you get. It's about all the work that went into it, all the work that it's not, it's not luck. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of work, man. And you're, you're, you're a good dude. Um, you're a hell of an angler. And I can't, I was so, I remember, coming up to the to the dock and hearing that you caught that big fish at the end and I was like was that enough was that enough for you to win and I didn't know at the moment you know that it meant you beat Reese so this is not a knock on Reese at all um he's a good guy but when I found out that you won and and in the way that you won like that that's a special moment man so congratulations yeah 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 I remember uh it's always nice sharing like a moment like that with your buddy. I remember the, I saw two people. I, I saw three people actually when I was head back to the boat ramp. Um, I think I left maybe like one minute. I could have kept fishing. I think I started <laughs> leaving at 259, but I was like, I'm, I won't be able to get a fishing in time. Quitter. Um, I saw Ryan Parker, but he started taking off. So I couldn't share that moment with him, but I called, I saw Robert Weicker. So I called out Bobby, shouted for him. We met up and I was like, dude, I think I just won this tournament. We fist bumped. And he was like, you're lying. And I was like, no, I just caught a 21 and a half sharing that moment. And then I think I saw Melissa on the way back in too. And I talked to her about it as we were going back in. Yeah. And like, the thing is, you know, all the people you mentioned, like Melissa and Parker and, and Bobby, no one, like they're, they're all like, they're all happy. We all, yeah. we all, none of us won. We didn't win. We didn't cash a check. Um, but, but, you know, our buddy did great in, in, in one and, and one an amazing fashion. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, by the way, you couldn't catch Parker cause he's in the new Sholey with the uh, Torquedo, uh, 1103. I know he, he was almost up on plane. If a yeah. guy could get on plane, it'd, it'd <laughs> be that combo. Yeah. You, yeah. When he's, he was headed back to the dock and it was like, All yeah. right, see you at the dock. He was probably yeah. loaded, loaded up. Uh, on his trailer by the time, by the time you got there. Well, Hey man, um, congratulations again. This is so cool. I can't believe, um, what was this like tour series event number five already. And we have a pretty big gap between events. Um, we do have the, the KBF event that it's KBF. It's not BKFT. It's a KBF event that we're, we're helping them out a little bit with that. So Check the schedule for that. And then Mosquito is the next one that we have. 
and it's going to be August. I think August sixth. You're gonna you're gonna head out to Mosquito. Isn't it before that? Isn't it in July? Uh, no, no. Mosquitoes the first week in August. Okay, yeah, I think I should be able to hit that one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but July, I think it's July sixteenth, seventeenth is the KBF. Maybe that's the one you're thinking. Yeah. You're gonna. I thought I thought there was maybe another event like July twenty fifth. But no, I'll be fishing. I know the the KBF event. I keep track of that one, yeah, pretty well. All right. Oh, also, I say this all the time, but don't listen to me. Like, go on BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail dot com and check the schedule, because I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, and then we're gonna get into the the before we know it, the river events, Columbus Rivers, Dayton Rivers, um, and then we're gonna go to KBF in the fall. And I know you're up in that area. Like, where where do you live exactly? Up in Toledo, almost in Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I would say Toledo is Michigan. Like, we should have. It pretty much is. We should have just gave. Ohio should have been like, yeah, Michigan. They fought can. over it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, But in the fall, have you fished uh, East West Harbor or any of that? Do you fish that in the fall? Yeah. All right. So there you go. I don't think I fish it quite as much in September as I do in, like, October. But uh, it should be good because right now there's like almost no grass in East Harbor. It's crazy this year. Really? Why do you think that is? Though? Yeah. I I don't know because I feel like in the years well we had a lot of weeds ice fishing this year. Um, I don't know if it was just the weather we had in the springtime that just killed everything off. But this uh, KBF event would have been interesting because there's not as many weeds as there ever has been in our past tournaments. Do you think, um, is the fishing potentially better or is it going to be harder? Uh, it's hard to tell right now because the last time I fished it, I think I caught only males because they're in that post-spawn funk. Okay. So the buddy, the last time I fished it was the buddy bass. So. Oh yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I caught like 10 or 12, 17 inch fish. So listen, man, I want to, um, I want to give you the opportunity to, um, is, is there anyone, family, friends, um, sponsors, anyone you want to give a special shout out to? Well, I want to shout out the BKFP camping crew because I didn't get a site for this tournament. Um, I didn't plan, like, I didn't even think about a site until, like that week of the tournament, like the week leading up. Um, so they, I was able to get on a campsite with somebody. And then Friday leaving work, I went to stop at a grocery store to pick up, you know, food and water and stuff for the tournament. And I forgot my wallet. So all the BKFP camping crew uh, came through with like water and food for me because I forgot my wallet. I paid them back since, but it's nice to have people like, you know, that look out for you like that. Yeah. You're not kidding. Um, now I feel like a jerk. I've been like, did you eat lunch? And you're like, no, I forgot my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not wrong. Uh, when you go to a, um, the, the camping and everything I've showed up and I, I'll bring all this food. I have a cooler and I'm going to like, Oh, I'm going to cook like hot dogs over a fire or whatever. That's how I grew up cooking hot dogs yeah. over a fire. And then you just, wing it whatever and no 
they have, they go all out. And then they're like, oh, there's an extra hamburger. And I'm like, oh, yeah, extra hamburger. I'm thinking hamburger with, like, basic bun and some mustard. No? Cheese, yeah. lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Really, some of the – I fish some of the tournaments in Michigan, but, like, they don't have that same kind of group like we do. Yeah. You know? We yeah. have some of the best people that camp together. Yeah, man. It, it, you're not wrong. It, and I, I don't want to mention people because then you're going to leave someone out. But we should – Yeah. We should try to do it anyway. This is the end of the podcast. People, who's going to listen to the very end of this podcast? All right. Well, listen, man, um, I appreciate you. I know I told you 40 minutes. I had you on here a little bit longer than I, than I promised you. Um, and I didn't even talk about Lake Erie smallmouth. So um, maybe would, would you come on here again another day and talk non-tournament stuff? Yeah, I would. Yeah, give away all the secrets. No, I'm not give away all the secrets. But yeah, man, you've you've. I'm, if, yeah. that, if somebody's willing to go out there and put in the kind of work that uh, I put in, and you know, sometimes it's dangerous. If somebody's willing to do that, then they can have they can have some information. They can't have all of it. Right. All right, man. Well, congratulations again, and can't wait to see how the rest of this goes the rest of the year, and um. Congratulations, man, and uh, appreciate you coming on. Yep. Thanks, Billy. All right, man. Talk to you later.